And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccinations. Um, so today we have Marty Hudson, who, um, did you not want me to say your name? You're yeah, just Marty. Okay. Okay. So let's begin again. Sorry. Marty. That's all right. So today we have Marty with us and, um, Marty, tell us what your life was like before you took your vaccines. Right. So, um, very active. Um, I would, uh, tra I traveled a lot. Um, I rode my bike um, almost every day, up to 50 miles a day. Um, and on cold days, I would uh, walk and run three to four miles a day. I live in a three-story house. So um, a lot of exercise just going up and down, gardening, swimming, very active. Um, All right. And when did, you, when did you take your shots? Yep. So uh, January 20th at 10 15 a.m um i went through a mass vaccination site a drive-through and did you have any, any reactions um so immediate um it was um immediate burning in my arm um down my right i had it in the right arm um down the right arm and then itching and hives in my hand um, my throat started swelling, I felt real tight. My lips um, were numb, tingling, the right side of my face. Um, and I just suddenly felt very fatigued and my heart racing. So did, did the people at the drive-thru, did they take care of you at the time? So no, um, I didn't want to admit that it was the, the vaccine. Um, and so I'm trying to drink water, um, not being able to swallow very well. And then we waited in a, a parking lot for 15 minutes. The, the person driving was on the phone the whole time. And, and when we got to check out, um, they just gave the thumbs up and we left there. That was it. So, when did you, when did you have the second one? I didn't have the second one. I was told by the doctor to not have the second one. At first, um, she said, go ahead. Um, and they gave me an EpiPen and said, be prepared to use it um, because often the second one reactions are worse. And then when we talked further about my continued reactions um, and the fact that I would have to go back to a mass um, drive-through, she said, do not get it. Um, so she was really very concerned about that. So what ha what has developed in terms of your health since January? Yeah, so my symptoms continued um, after the first day. Um, they, the next day I woke up um, and I had you know, what I thought, okay, this is normal. I had a headache, um, but I, I dropped something, I bent down to pick it up and I had severe stomach pains. Um, and then from, from that, um, 
I started getting really dizzy and um, I, I couldn't walk up and down the three flights of stairs in my home. Um, and then I had um, later on that evening, um, I had what I describe as a buzzing in my head. I don't know how else to describe it, but I heard it and I felt it. And um, it was like bzz, bzz, this horrible, like electricity sound. Um, and then it started like shooting throughout my whole body. I could feel it in my feet and in my hands. Um, my chest was hurting. Uh, and um, then I started with twitching. I still have that. Um, I'm like right now having to hold my leg because it, it'll just mostly my legs, but it, it's kind of random. Like suddenly I can still feel occasionally my numb, my, my right side of my face is still somewhat numb. Some days it feels worse. Um, and I can still feel like the, the twitching sometimes in my lips and in my throat. Um, my glands swelled huge, um, very painful. Um, under my arm and I, you know, it's like, okay, that's good, right? Getting that immune response. But then um, my throat, I could see the, my throat was swollen and um, they glands like in my neck collarbone. Um, and then like, um, I, I forget so many of them. And then I had a really horrible calf pain. My left calf was very painful. Um, I remember laying in bed um, when I when I had that buzzing sound, and um, I actually thought I was going to die, um, and I was uh, so dizzy, um, and I was bouncing off of walls, like trying to hold on, get to the bed, and uh, coming um, back forth to the bathroom. I actually crawled. So um, what did you? So when you went, did you see your doctor? I mean, and did they diagnose you? Um, well, no, she just said um, I had an allergic reaction and to not get the second one. Um, and it, I was having chest pains really bad. And um, she was worried that I had myocarditis. She was very good about that because um, my blood pressure spiked. It was when I went to see her, it was 188 over 101. And I've never had high blood pressure like that before. My blood pressure is usually 117 over 77. Um, so e even nervousness won't cause it to go that high. So um, what did the doctor say about that? Yeah, she was very, very concerned about that. So she actually referred me to a cardiologist and, and she called to get me in quickly to see a cardiologist. Um, and so they did a stress echo, which I just got a call the next day said it was fine, but nothing else. But um, I've had, I had like also like this, it felt like stretching, like a band across my chest. And I had, um, I had the heating pads, pads, um, because I would, I had it on my calf and then on my chest and on my stomach. I was like just kind of rotating. I had like severe pain in the back of my head. So did the doctors do, I mean, they did tests and they're telling you that there's the baseline's fine, but I mean, what was, was there a diagnosis? Uh, allergic reaction. That was it so far. 
I um I ended up in the hospital at um uh, Duke. Sorry, I have a little brain fog. Um, at Duke uh, University because the the tingling and twitching was just so bad, and um, I I didn't know what it was, and so that was the. I live in a, a town where there's a, it's a small hospital and basically they just deliver babies and treat broken bones. So I actually, you know, had to drive four hours to a decent hospital. And um, when I got in there, because uh, my blood pressure was elevated and I had headaches and all this twitching, they were actually worried about a stroke. Um, so they did a CT scan and more blood work, um, which was all fine. Um, thank God. Um, so, and I had other blood work even before that, which everything just keeps coming back fine. Um, well, then it, which is, is good. Right. Well, it, it sounds, you know, okay. So, the, so the, the, the tests come back and everything's fine, but, but you're still not well. Right. So right. it could be the wrong test. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'm just not that persistent as as I should be probably, I just, they keep saying you'll get better. Um, some things have gotten better. My uh, blood pressure seems to have normalized. Um, it was, uh, it was really high and then it was dropping really low. It was the extremes. So it was like this 188 over 101 and then dropping down to 88 over 55. And I would, you know, get real sweaty and feel like I was going to pass out and have to sit down, but that seems to have mostly normalized, but it does, does elevate um, much easier if I get upset or something. Uh, so mostly you, good. So you, you, have you been able to get back up on a, on a bike? So I did. Um, I started slow um, and I started back at one, um, one mile. That was okay. Then I went two miles, three miles, and then I pushed it. And I actually had a really bad relapse. Um, the again, the severe dizziness. You know, I I bouncing off the of walls, and and I was basically bedridden um, for the most part for about a month and a half. I mean, I'd get up and do you know my daily chores and things like that, but but nothing much. I would stay very close just to the, just to my home and not venture far, uh, fear for that. How, how, how is your sleeping? Um, so I, I've always been one, um, I, I don't sleep a lot. I never did. I was one that only slept maybe five hours and that was good for me. Um, I was so fatigued. Um, that I I was sleeping quite a lot, um, so now it's it's off and on. Um, I'm still not I'm not sleeping well. I'm sometimes staying up till three o'clock in the morning. Now that's not healthy, and then sleep until about eight. So it's a little erratic. So are you? But is it a restful sleep? No, no. no. So you're still. I still. Yeah, because I, I yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying you're still fatigued through all this, even though we're, you know, we're, we're almost through the month of September. Right. It's eight months, right? Uh, was it eight on the 20th? Right, June, 
June, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, so eight months. Yeah, I still have, um, I thought it was getting better again. Um, and then I had a couple of really good days um, mm -hmm. and I cherish those. Um, and then it just, you know, it's it's like a roller coaster. I mean, it's still there. You, I can tell because I've got the the tit, the twitching, the tingling, things like that. Are but, you going back to your doc? Is you, are you still seeing your doctor though? I mean, are they right. telling you any? Are they putting on, putting you on any medicine? Yeah. So a um, couple of months ago, I had my blood drawn um, for. Um, I guess a research, but just to check it, check the cytokine panels um, through a program in California. And um, so I got the results back from that and my. Um, and what were they? Right. So it shows high um, vascular inflammation, um, very consistent with um um, like long haul and vaccine injuries, because our our biomarkers are our cytokines are often very similar. The the vaccine injuries are to the um, the long haulers, so they have a protocol um, that they follow um, regarding that. So um, I did that, and I was um, and I think that was what was starting to help me get better. Um, so what then, is all right? So, so there is a diagnosis now, and this is the one that's done by the guy in California. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what and what is the diagnosis again? Other um, than it's a similarity to long right, haulers, right. but it's vascular. Vascular, vascular inflammation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is he also doing uh, neurological studies or just vascular? Um, he just looks at the blood to look at certain markers. Nothing neurological. When I, um, I had talked to a neurologist um, several months ago because I was having, in my head, it was um, like like bugs felt like it was crawling in it. And then the brain fog was really bad. And then the twitching, even in my head. And um, they, um, the group in, in California recommended that I do an MRI. I had a brain scan, like I said, at um, uh, Duke. But mm -hmm. so uh, I haven't done that yet. I have to uh, get back. You did to the do doctor. it or you did not do no, it? No, I have not because I have to find a doctor who will write the order for that. So Has, um, is your is your insurance covering all this? Um, so far, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. And so, what is what is the doctor who has uh, diagnosis as vascular? What is his recommendation for you to take? Right. So um, they prescribed um, uh, baby aspirin, um, ivermectin, um, prevastatin, and prednisone, those three. So um, I finished, and I'm trying to get um, back at least on some of them. I'm not sure which ones they're going to prescribe since I have continued symptoms. Did they help you at all? It seemed to, like I said, it seemed to have improved. Um, and now that I've been off of them for, I don't know how long now, that maybe that's why the symptoms are coming back. Not as bad, but they're still there. So, so what are the, what are the, what does this doctor say in California in terms of, um, 
I don't know how to say this. I mean, in, in, in terms of, you know, the progression or how long this is lasting or what, I mean, is there any end point to this? Um, I don't know. I don't think they know yet. Um, what they did, and you may have heard this from others, they, they looked um, at 10,000 long haulers and I believe 1,000 vax injured as part of their research. And they um, looked at um, the immune system and then down into the monocytes and they found the, um, the spike protein um, in the non-classical monocytes. I believe of 100% of those that they uh, vax injured that they tested, um, one as far out as eight months. So uh, I, I keep hearing from others. So, so what was the conclusion? Um, well, so um, they, it, in terms of what they've been doing with their long haulers, because they're much- No, let's go back. You just, you just talked about the, the 1,000 for right. the COVID in, vax injured, and yes. they, they found that it was connected to the spike protein. But what was it that they found? You know, there, there's a little bit, I mean, so they focused on that, but what did they find in the research? So they haven't, the written research has not come out yet. Um, Dr. Patterson presented it at the um, International COVID Summit that was held in Rome. And so um, that's, that's all I have is the recording from his presentation in Rome and from another doctor that attended. But what was the conclusion? Right. Well, the conclusion, so what what I was going to say is, so, because um, this is important. Um, so another doctor that attended said that they were not allowed, they were told to not focus on vaccine injuries. So again, by whom? Um, by the summit uh, coordinators. All right. Because who, who, were, who were, what nationality? They were from around the world, around the world. So, but well, well, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. You're saying that Patterson, who's running this California study with 10,000 COVID diseased patients, long haulers, and a right. thousand of vax injured, right? Found this evidence that 100% of the thousand people that are studied as vax injured have something in common in terms of the spike protein. He found it. He was going to release this at Rome and he was told not to. So, no, he spoke of it. Okay. He spoke of it. I actually, I'll send you the recording, Christine, so you can hear it. Okay. But another doctor told me they were told not to focus on all the doctors were told not to focus on the vaccine injures, injuries right. because they didn't want to look like um, anti-vaxxers because once you do that, you're labeled anti-vaxxer, and then um, they, you know, start looking at your credentials. They, you know, censor like us. Oh, so this is this is the fear factor because of the the medical divinity of the white coat that we're not supposed to take a look and release the information on the fact that vaccines may have some adverse effects. That is what I understand from another doctor. Okay, he said he was told he was all, another doctor that um, also presented on his findings. What's his name? Um, his name is Dr. Fareed, George Fareed out of California. 
wonderful, humble, does lovely he, does man. He, does he work with um, Patterson on this study? No, no, no. He presented on, he treats, um, uh, he's a family doctor and he's been treating COVID patients directly um, for a year and curing almost every single one of them with his protocol. So he presented his findings at the conference and he's the one who said um, that they were not allowed to focus on the vaccine injury, um, okay. which he wasn't so going to, but he was, you know, he has made this point several times because I think that concerned him as well, the mm -hmm. silencing and the censoring, even though he doesn't focus on that. So, so Marty, do, do you feel as if you're getting answers to what's going on in your body? No, um, no, I'm not. Not yet. It's um, they. They don't want to deal with it. Who's they there? Want, they, Who's they? No one. I mean, it's like sit down and shut up. Go away. The, the agenda is just um, get the vaccine or or nothing, and they don't want anything to stop that. Um, and so you know, we talked about before, and others probably about censoring. Um, the, the the comments, I share my story on social media. Um, I, it has, um, it, I have been taken off of Twitter at a po one point, I had to delete something. Um, you know, we have been taken off of Facebook and have had to use, uh, open up another Facebook group um, and use um, um, different, like a, like a V, for the vaccine or MD for Moderna, you know, things like that, um, so that we can continue to communicate. Um, so the censoring has just been horrible. I mean, I, I have a friend doctor, was a friend doctor, um, when I was looking for help, right? This, um, and he said, basically, what are you trying to do? You know what, how many more people are gonna die because of you. Um, and this is anti-vax garbage when I tell my story. And I was just saying, hey, is there anything you can recommend to help? Because I'm not getting answers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being told that you're a conspiracy theory or- um, Those are only words though. Those are only oh, words. Oh, I know, I know. But when you go, <clears throat> you know, you go to for help, I wasn't getting, you know, answers. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll go, it's like, hey, you're a doctor, you know, please, what what are your thoughts? Um, and I know. Well, yeah, but, but, but the, the thing is, you have to just keep on moving and find somebody that can help oh, you. Oh, I am. I'm, you know, our, our mutual friend, right? Mm -hmm. The one that introduced us. Um, he said, well, you know, there's a reason maybe you got it because he knows how persistent I am. Um, because we worked together on um, other things and I was not going to give up. I banged on every door, even when they wouldn't listen. I, I bang on the doors of Congress and the executive departments and everything on, you know, this other issue. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to do the same here, but it's harder because of the inability to get into Congress. So, you know, uh, it's well, much it, easier it, to be ignored. 
but at the same at the same time your your group has reached out to congress and 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 update us now on where that stands because Ron, senator ron johnson did hold a press conference yes. five or six of you participated in that you weren't one of them Correct. but at the same time uh where is that where is that going if any place because uh johnson and my, and senator mike lee wrote a letter on june 28th i think it was and asked the CDC and the FDA to explain what was going on with the adverse um, reports. Right. So, right. what what is no, what do no you know about that? Yeah, no responses. Right. No uh, responses. They don't, they don't want what, it, to, what, don't no want it to look political. When well, wait involves. a minute. Wait, wait, Marty. Did they get a response from the CDC and the FDA? They um, did not meet with them as they requested. They did, however, meet with a smaller group of the vaccine injured um, on the day of the approval of the Carminati. So um, it was kind of just to felt like to check the box, not to listen. And the person that they were supposed to meet with, um, they sent a lower level person to meet with the doctors and others that had been injured. Um, so are you so you saying you're saying that that um, this. CDC and the FDA did not send a written report to to Lee and to Johnson's office. Right, right. As Instead, as they is. had they had that quasi meeting to appease everybody's feelings. Right, right. But wouldn't wouldn't meet with them is my understanding. So, but I have not been able to meet with my own congressman and senator. I, I uh, have not been able to talk to them. I have written to Senator Tillis. I talked to somebody in Senator Burr's office. They finally um, let me talk to them. They, they were nice. Um, and then they said, oh, we'll submit a, a request for a meeting, which I did several weeks ago, and I haven't heard back. Um, I have emailed, I don't know how many times, Congressman what is Burr's it, what is office. It? Well, what is it you're asking? For, what, what are you asking from a member of Congress or from a senator? Right. Well, there's there's some things that they can do. One thing is to um, the most important thing, I think, is to try to get um, the CDC, FDA um, and others in charge to be transparent and to communicate um, the full um, adverse reactions to the medical community. That is the most important thing. Right. Because. Um, so many people who had the adverse reactions, if if it happened um, shortly after, say, mine was immediate, they say, okay, yours was the vaccine. But if it happened like 24 hours or sometimes they're delayed reactions, um, doctors are, well, it's anxiety, right? They're not, they're not making a connection because they're following the direction of the CDC and FDA and they know. I, they know, I've emailed, many people have emailed, they've had conversations, they're in research, many things are going on and they know about the neurological issues. But they- So, you're, so, you're, so you're saying that they're withholding the information? Um, they're saying that there's no safety signals. They're ignoring it, I guess. Um, it, uh, yeah, I, you're, I'm saying ignoring, withholding. Um, in, in, uh, well, they're not. They're not releasing. They're not releasing that information to the public. Right. 
Right. And they, they know about it. And they're testing. Well, they do know. They mm -hmm. do know. And other places know because some of the, the people are going through some research in other places. Um, and they've written case studies about individuals and they hadn't been able to get that released. It's all this fear of, you know, um, being called an anti-vaxxer in the medical community. And um, I mean, I can tell you so many stories of it's just horrible that, I mean, the, the underreporting in VAERS has just got to be tremendous, you know, tremendously high because every day, Christine, I talked to somebody that had a reaction um, and, and I asked him, I said, did you report? It's like, no. Well, it's like, why? Well, what good is it going to do? I mean, you know, it's like, boy, this is, you know, like a young man, I told you, who um, went to, to boot camp, had the vaccine and, and fell out and had myocarditis. And they gave him a, an honorable discharge and said, your health is more important, you know, than the military, even though this is what he had trained for for two years and a straight A student. And, and now he had, was working in Walmart. Um, so and, what is it, what is it that you want the public to know, Marty? I mean, what what is what is it that they need to know, um, right. in terms of the overall picture from your side of the table? Right. So um, I think it's important. One is informed consent. I think that they need to know the the real potential of the the dangers of the vaccine. And, so you're saying, you're, and so you they do. And you believe that you've never received informed consent, correct? Correct. Oh, I I'll, absolutely. Um, right. And what so, else? What else does the public need to know? Right. I mean, I, you know, they need to do their own research and how they can how can they do that to do their own risk benefit if the information is being withheld from them? So how do you so how do you feel about mandatory vaccines? <sighs> Right. So one, um, if you've had prior COVID, why should you have um, a vaccine when if you look at the, the science, the research behind it, um, you have a much better immunity than you do to that single spike protein? Look at the increasing numbers of the, the breakthroughs um, every day. And, you know, they have this it's a moving um, moving target. I guess, or whatever it's called, um, that they keep changing their mind. I mean, if you go back and look at when they first announced the um, efficacy of the vaccines, when they were talking about, oh, it's 94.1% to 99% from, you know, severe or from um, transmission or, you know, getting it. Now it is, oh, well, it is, you know, the, the um, antibodies have waned, the efficacy has waned. All right. So you're saying the research has changed from the powers that be. So, so, so when you say informed consent and define it, there's no way, there's no way to have informed consent if the science keeps changing. Well, there's um, there's no way to have informed consent if they're not releasing it. The well, that's true. Yeah. But if they're not releasing the ad, the, the adverse effects information, right. you're right. absolutely true. But right. but it's not just it's not just the numbers and the reporting. It's right. also the fact that there's neurological, there's vascular issues for some of those people who have been injured, and that has that is not explained to people when they go go in and get their shots. Right, right. And then yeah. like, um, 
But is there any is there anything else and just wrapping this up? I mean, is there right. there any big message out there other than do your research, but you can't do it because you right. don't have all the all the information. Right. So ultimately, right. nobody has informed consent. Or they, right, they can't do their own risk benefit, right? Right. So so so, so, so I I can only like speak for myself. Um, I I was I'm certainly opposed to mandatory um, vaccinations. It, just look at right now where, because um, I followed this closely, you look at um, the the hospital staffing in, in particularly in rural areas, many hospitals are closing down because of the lack of staffing. Right. Uh, and many of that is because of uh, it was happening before, but also it has been accelerated because of the the mandatory of that, um, vaccination. Well, many, 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 not I, I don't know whether it's the majority, but there's a lot of people who are now thinking twice about getting the vaccine. Well, um, or when is it going to stop? You know, what do you mean? What is one Israel is now saying, yeah, maybe four vaccines, right? You know, you're no longer considered vaccinated after six months. So is it every six months are you going to have to get a vaccination? We I we cannot vaccinate ourselves out of this. You know, I, I mean, the good news is I think Moderna and another study came out and said by maybe next year, this, you know, it's endemic and then it'll be more like a cold. Right. It's like because of the vaccinations. And but that's all speculation. Of Nobody course, knows. Look at many things that nobody knows. speculating on before. Right. We don't know. We don't know. It had the mutations and the, so, so you know, in, all of this. So, so in so, closing, Marty, do you think the kids should be vaccinated knowing what you know firsthand? Oh, my gosh. No. Um, one, particularly how can they um, some may not be able to verbalize um, what the things that I've been going through. You know, I know, of course, you know, five-year-olds or whatever, or, um, or they'll just, you know, not tell them, you know, there's just not enough time um, on, you know, research on why, why we had these reactions. What is it in us? Mm -hmm. We need to be, um, they need to look at us, those that are vaccine injured and see what is it that caused it to avoid this for others there maybe there's something that i don't know about i didn't have i wasn't on any medication i didn't have any known known any known chronic illnesses but who knows um was it the way i mean i honestly christine i can point today to the exact location of where i was vaccinated eight over eight months it's just so strange it's like they hit a nerve or something so you know um i, I don't know was it how they, you know, the vaccinator that did something? Was it a combination of things? But they're ignoring us. And we are, you know, here we are, you know, help us research us. And that'll help others to understand as well. And it will help them. And, you know, th you, this is like, you know, the first rollout of the mRNA, like um, it would be like Lotus 1.0, right? And there were bugs in Lotus 1.0 and there are glitches. And it's like, okay, let's go back and fix those glitches. Maybe that's what it is as they roll things out. I don't know. I don't know if that made sense. But but well, Marty, you know, we cannot, we, we just should not move forward with vaccinating, especially mandatory vaccinating of children until they figure out why we have these neurological and other issues just can't should just should not do that do you you know how many kids will that happen to 
Marty, thank you very much for your time. And we, we hope that you do get better. Thanks. Thanks for better. listening, Christine. You're Take welcome. Care. You're Bye. welcome.